As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our next interview here. We are so excited to have our guest with us today, not only because of the entrepreneurial bond um, that we're going to be probably sharing and talking about today, but also the idea of you know what it takes to maintain a business these days. It takes a lot. A lot of us, it takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of focus. And it really takes a lot when you're thinking about building and having a business that's not just focused on creating amazing food, um, but also a business that makes impact in the community. So I'm really excited about digging into the background of Detroit Vegan Soul. If everyone hasn't been there, this needs to be on your list once, you know, we all start traveling again. But even if you just want to drool over some amazing photos, I highly recommend go check out the website, follow them on social media, because you're going to be amazed at the creations that they have. So I'm really excited about having one of the co-founders with us today, Kirsten Asuri. And I'm just excited about just not only digging into the story, but talking about how you've not only weathered the storm over this last year, but also, you know, the process of starting your business. I think for a lot of people, you know, that starting that beginning phase is challenging. It's hard. There's easy for that doubt, as I say, the doubt monster to creep in. And there's all these things to learn that I'm hoping you'll maybe share with us today. Some of the things that you've learned along the way for anyone else who's getting started and also maybe shed some wisdom on maybe what you not only have planned for us in the future, but also some wisdom around the things that you've just learned over the last year. So number one, thank you. Thank you for taking the time and joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Great. So let's back up. Let's go back even maybe before 2012, before you started the restaurant. Give everyone a little bit of background on, you know, what did you bring to the party in a sense when you decided to um, start the restaurant? I know for many of us, we kind of have past lives. I have that past corporate life and my understanding is you have one as well. So maybe get everyone kind of up to speed on what your past life was and how that brought you to the point of thinking about and ultimately creating and starting an amazing restaurant. Okay. Well, so I was working in the um, public relations uh, industry. I worked for private companies. And right before I uh, started Detroit Vegan Soul, I was um, working for the city of Detroit. And um, the, the whole idea of Detroit Vegan Soul kind of started with, uh, with our personal journeys, myself and uh, the other co-founder, and just wanting to break the cycle of disease in our families. So high blood pressure, um, diabetes, um, high cholesterol in my family, and uh, cancer in hers. And at the time, uh, Detroit was on all of the worst lists. So the the highest obesity, 
um, high mortality rates, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things. And there weren't any 100% plant-based options. And so we became vegan. Um, you know, we were veganizing uh, family recipes and we wanted to fill that void. And so we kind of, we started actually be, while I was still working. And so we put up a website where people could order lunch and dinner from us. And um, my partner would um, create the food and pick me up on my lunch break and we delivered lunch to people. And then after work, we deliver uh, dinner meals. On the weekends, we do pop-ups, pop-up events. We cater large weddings. And at the time, it was just the two of us. People thought we had a, a big company and it was just the two of us mm-hmm. you know, doing all of this work. Um, and it was great to start that way because a, a lot of people question the idea of uh, vegan food in Detroit. You know, will this? Mm-hmm. And so we were able to prove that Detroit was ready for that type of option, we we gained a large following, and a lot of those people from those earlier days are regulars in the restaurant now. Um, yeah, but it, it was funny during those those times though because uh, we would have meetup points. So you know we're meeting in front of uh, a, a random building and um, exchanging food and money with people. <laughs> The life of being an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like that you built a following. I think for a lot of people, when they have an amazing business idea or they're trying to do something that's never been done before, they forget how important it is to get the community to rally behind you, to get people involved. And even, and I'm going to dare to say maybe this happened for you as well, but what I find a lot of times when you get people involved really early on in your business, they can help you shape your business. They can really give you feedback that can help you decide go direction this or this direction instead. Um, so it, it becomes a little bit of a collaborative uh, approach. And I don't know if that happened to you or what was been, what was yeah, your experience? Definitely. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that we tried in the beginning in terms of, of menu offerings. And we, we paid attention to the fa- feedback. We listened to people and those Items that were the most popular became our main courses on our menu when we opened the restaurant. And, um, you know, so we already knew when when it was time to to uh, open the doors, we knew, you know, what worked with people and what didn't. Um, And then, you know, also we have fans that go to bat for us. So, when you know, when when people want to give us a hard time. Um, we have people that are, you know, fighting for us. So that's, that's really great. That's nice. Isn't it nice to have like someone else kind of in the (laughs) arena in a sense, not only just cheering you on, but believe in what you can do. Um, It's a, it's an interesting thing that not everyone talks about, you know, when you start a business is when you have those relationships with your customers and they fight for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's such a, like, it's such an, at least for me, it was such an emotional journey when it first happened to me that I was like, wow, this Mm -hmm. is, this is great. You know, I feel like it's really a community, not just people talk about it, but what it's really like. So how did you know it was time to start the restaurant? Because for a lot of people, you know, they start maybe doing steps, getting there, but they're always worried about like, when do I make the leap? When do I go from what's already working pretty well 
And then I'm going to go even bigger, like in your case, opening the restaurant in 2012. What was kind of the catalyst? What was the inspiration? What helped you know it was time? Well, I think for us, we already knew when we started that that was the goal. Okay. And so we were working toward that. We were basically trying to prove to ourselves and the community whether or not um, a, a, a restaurant was would be possible. And so when we were doing the pop-ups and we'd get, you know, um, uh, we had large followings for those and we had people requesting that we do more, um, then we knew that that the idea of opening a restaurant was the right idea. And so we, we moved forward with it. Um, we also, in that, in that process, we competed in a competition um, to win money to open the restaurant. Uh, we did not win the competition. We were in one of the top four finalists. Um, but uh, part of that process was that people had to vote for us. And so we had to get online votes. We also had to uh, set up tables around town at different venues and get in-person votes. And um, so that was a, a pretty clear indicator that, you know, that people wanted to see us succeed um, to get, I mean, there were hundreds of people that competed in that and we were able to get down to the, the final four. So um, that's to- wonderful. Now, was it vegan specific? type of contest promotion yeah. or was it just restaurants in general or? It was just a small business competition. So ah. there were um, different types of businesses that were competing and we were fortunate enough to, to make it to the final four. Oh, I love that. I love it when vegan businesses kind of show up and we, you know, elbow our way into making space for us in kind of the world and, and letting people know that, hey, we're here and and these are amazing, lucrative businesses. So um, I'm glad to, glad to hear that. So from that, let's talk about opening the restaurant. What was it like? What were some of the things that you didn't expect that went crazy well? And what were some of the things that were maybe a little bit different than what you expected? Maybe it was a small setback or a challenge that you figured out how to overcome. Well, so in the beginning, when we knew we had this this great following, we knew we had support. Um, we weren't prepared for the first day. So, at, at our grand opening, we had a line down the street and around the block, mm-hmm. and so we 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 prepared for maybe a couple hundred people. We said, okay, you know, a couple hundred people may come through, um, but it was a lot more than that. So, um, from the very beginning. It it uh, surprised us um, the you know the level of support that we got um, so that went very well um, some of the things that that um, that we didn't really anticipate when you're when you open a brick and mortar restaurant uh, or business there are things that you have to think about that you don't necessarily uh, you're not going to know in the beginning so you have to learn um, about electricity, you have to learn about, um, you know, uh, maintenance, you know, these, because now you are responsible for a building. And even if you're a a tenant and you're renting a space, there are certain things that your landlord may not do, and you are responsible for those things. And so, um, you know, you end up becoming a jack of all trades and, you know, learning how to troubleshoot 
things you never imagined that you would be dealing with. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, the, the process of getting and uh, getting inspected and, you know, um, uh, inspectors coming and, you know, um, going through that process, then pointing out all the different things that, that you may need to address. And, you know, and even if you if you try to prepare for that, there's always going to be something that, <laughs> that, yeah. that you missed. So it, it is it's a rigorous um, process. It's it's not, um, you know, for the faint of heart, um, but it's it's so rewarding in the end. Yeah, I. You can imagine, you know, going through that process, having people show up and just preparing. And then obviously, you know, you go through that process, but you still are running the restaurant. You know, you still are growing, you're still learning. So you're, like you said, you're just juggling so many different things, not even just in the beginning stages. Um, I tell a lot of people, you know, when you're even in business for a while, those challenges still remain. They just change. They just shift. Because as you grow, as you maybe in your case, expand your menu, try different things, you know, change staff, change marketing approaches, you know, try different strategic um, ways of reaching new customers. You know, you almost it's more about building that skill of being able to manage multiple things, prioritize um, and be a little bit flexible in these scenarios that becomes like this amazing asset for many business owners. So let's jump into current day. Let's talk about this last year that's been very challenging for so many people on so many levels. Let's talk about what's it been like for you in your shoes and also how have you handled it and managed it? Well, so um, I like to say that the only thing that is constant is change. And uh, this this past year really proved that. So who could have imagined that we would be in the middle of a pandemic? Um, and so we had to be very flexible and adaptable. And like you said, uh, as a as a as a business, that's one of the most important things um, that are skills that you can have is just to be flexible and adapt and adaptable. Um, so we have two locations. Um, we ended up closing one of the locations, um, keeping the other one open. Um, we are doing uh, takeout curbside service only um, still because we're kind of getting we're, we're taking our time. We don't want to rush back into the dine in um, because, as you know, there's still you know, worries about variants and all these different things that are happening. And we want to make sure that we are um, completely safe to do that. So we're, we're doing takeout curbside. And we've really taken the business um, more digital. So now uh, all of our orders are online. So people order and pay online. Um, they get notifications through text message and email when their orders are ready. They, when they come to pick up their order, they check in through text message and let us know that they're that they're that they um, have arrived. Um, and then we recently closed that communication loop digitally by adding um, another component where um, shortly after a person gets their order, they get a message asking how we did, how was the service, how was the food, and we get immediate feedback. And we can address it immediately. So if there's something that we need to do to um, maybe replace a meal item or 
um, give a refund or, you know, um, mm-hmm. whatever we need to do, we can do it right away. So th- that's something that's easy to do when you're in a dining environment. But when you're in a takeout environment, it's not as easy, you know, to um, uh, to to address those customer service issues. And so now we've kind of we have a closed loop. Um, well, we were already doing some online ordering, but we still kind of uh, relied heavily on our dine-in service. Okay. Um, and so just, you know, keeping our ear to the ground and seeing, you know, what was out there. Um, we we had one uh, point of sale system and I was hearing a lot about um, a, a, a new point of sale system um, that uh would allow us to do the um, the online ordering and pay, and we could also integrate our gift cards online and all of that. And so, um, you know, the good, you know, being able to adapt and be flexible means making a quick decision. So we had we made the quick decision to um, to move to change to this new point of sale so that we could have all of that um, uh, capability. And then throughout the pandemic, I've just been. Um, participating in every webinar and workshop and, you know, online resource that I can to learn as much as I can. And, and that's how I learned about the um, the customer service uh, feature um, that we now have that kind of that closes that loop. Um, so just just listening and, and you know, being a part of things um, and always having an, an ear out. And I think that's that's an important lesson, I think, for um, for small business owners, because we get so mired in the business that sometimes we forget that we need to be constantly learning. Um, and and sometimes we don't make the time to do that. So I think that's important to to make the time to learn, to always be trying to discover new things. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you. It's really hard sometimes to get so you know, drawn into your computer, the fire drill, the emails, you know, social media, somebody, you know, DMing me that it's really easy to forget to kind of take a breath, to step away sometimes, look at things holistically. And then also, you know, how to keep your own kind of psyche in check, how to make sure you're not draining yourself. Did you have any like self-care things that you picked up in the last year that helped you did you do things, anything differently over the last year to really not only continue that learning, like you said, joining webinars, but anything else that you've done or maybe advice for other people that are still trying to get that balance? Um, because I, I still feel like we're all at still a little bit of that stressful time oh, still yeah. um, that maybe some advice from you might help someone out there. Yeah. So pre-COVID, um, you know, for the first few years of the business, um, we were both in the in the restaurant, you know, from sunup to sundown. Um, and pri- just prior to COVID, w- you know, we were making that transition uh, to more self care. So I was getting regular massages and um, <laughs> getting manicures and pedicures, and you know, for me, that was a way to take care of myself. That was my my time to to feel better about myself. And also kind of release and stress. So then when COVID hit, you can no longer go and get massages or, you know, go to the steam room or get mani pedis. So um, I had to learn how to do that for myself and to take the time. And, and also, I think 
an important lesson from this pandemic is um, you can't stress out about everything. So um, whereas before anything that would happen, you know, I would just be completely stressed. Some things that happen now, I just kind of have to let it roll and um, and be okay with it and say, okay, well, this is what it is. Um, you know, we we had, we recently had to close our location for a couple of weeks because we had an employee test positive for COVID. Um, we'd gone the entire pandemic, you know, without um, this happening and, you know, and so you, you can't predict that these things are going to happen. Um, there's nothing that, you know, the pandemic has showed us that we, we don't have control over as much as we think we do. Yeah. So, you know, we just had to roll with it and, um, and take the time to do the things that we needed to do. Um, and we did that and we got back open and yeah, we missed sales for a couple of weeks, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you just have to, to take those, those challenges and just keep, you know, keep rolling and don't, and don't beat yourself up, you know, too hard about, you know, different things that come up. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And yeah, that's, that I'm sure was a, a big challenge. And that's a big thing to face, um, you know, to keep everyone safe, to respond timely um, and so forth. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you have to respond quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely see how that can be a stressor, but I, I really, really um, commend you for getting through it. You know, for a lot of people, you know, we get too many challenges. Sometimes we, we just sit down or we stay on the ground, as they say, we don't get back up. Um, and it's just wonderful to hear that, you know, you keep getting back up because, you know, we need them, not only individuals like yourself, we need restaurants um, like Detroit Vegan Soul um, out there in the world doing this great work, showing the demand. Um, and then also, I just think it's an important part of the community. Um, we were chatting before I started, you know, that I have a little bit of a little bit of roots um, in, you know, Michigan from going to school at University of Michigan. So I got to spend a good amount of time um, in Detroit. And I'm originally from Philly. So I'm really more of a city gal um, here. So I get so excited to hear about, you know, restaurants that are in the community that are about supporting and so forth. Do you want to give us maybe some of your thoughts on how your restaurant really kind of leans into the community and how you kind of see its role um, in supporting your community. Yeah, definitely. Um, but before I say that, I, I want to say um, the amazing thing about what happened with our recent closure was that um, we had customers contacting us saying, you know, we love you, you know, take the time to do what you need to do. You know, when you guys get back open, you know, we'll be there. And, you know, that's, that's, that helps to, to keep us going. <laughs> so, um, but as far as our role in the community, uh, we were very intentional about that from the very beginning, um, because in Detroit, and I'm sure you know, since you've spent time there, um, the neighborhoods are often neglected, you know, so there's a lot of uh, focus on the downtown area and um, some, you know, uh, more um, visible neighborhoods. Um, but we wanted to, and so when, when we opened, you know, people encouraged us to uh, go to a more high traffic area, uh, downtown specifically. 
Uh, but we chose to be tucked inside a community um, because we we wanted the people there to have a place where they could walk to to get a healthy meal. Um, and especially in a large city, um, you know, where transportation isn't always reliable, um, we felt that was important. And where where there's not always um, grocery stores that are nearby that have healthy options. And so we located there at the time there wasn't anything else there um, in, in terms of uh, commercial activity. And now that neighborhood is completely thriving. It's a it's a destination. Um, you it's hard to find a, a house for sale or rent there um, because you know people want to be there. There's other restaurants that have located there now. There's gyms. Um, you know, fitness centers. It's a thriving community. And the um, our second location that we opened about um, uh, four years later um, is also in a community um, that on the, uh, we're on Grand River, which is a, a major um, thoroughfare in Detroit. But in that area, they hadn't had a sit-down restaurant in 10 years. Uh, so to be able to bring that back to the community um, was very important to us. And so, you know, we view our role as being a catalyst, um, you know, for economic development um, and just also just a, a, a safe, nurturing place for people to come and get a, a, a good, healthy meal that they're going to enjoy um, it's, it's something that, you know, they're not going to miss the meat. Um, and we do soul food. We do vegan soul food, um, because we want people to get that feeling of, of, of home, of family. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's what we, we bring to our community. That is great. Uh, it's amazing to be able to make that kind of impact in the community to help, you know, bring, like I said, a sit-down restaurant to a community that hasn't had one before, um, and to also dynamically change a community. And like you said, it's in walking distance. People in the community can enjoy it. Um, I think that is so important and so glad that you had the kind of foresight to know that that's where you were going. And then to be able to see the result of it, I'm sure, um, is is just an amazing um, blessing and a wonderful thing to to see even to this day. You know, even through all the trials and tribulations to this day. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I'm sure for you to, to see that. Definitely. So let's talk about the future. Let's talk about what's next. Let's talk about what's going on, what people should get excited about, what people should be taking this interview and sharing it with other people and telling them about what, what's, what's in store for D Detroit Vegan Soul. Well, we have some exciting things, you know, coming up. Um, oh, like I said, we, we've had to really be adaptable and flexible. Um, we no longer have that dine-in experience. And that was that was one of the things that was so special about Detroit Vegan Soul, coming in and sitting down and there's somebody next to you that you don't even know and sparking up a conversation. Um, so we we don't have that. So we're we've been really um, trying to think of ways to kind of bring that experience back. So some of the the things that we're doing digitally, we'll we'll do that. But also um, we will be um, bringing a retail component 
um, so that you know we'll be able to sell some of our products um, retail, um, so that you can get some of your favorites not just through the restaurant but um, through this um, other retail arm that we'll have. Um, and you know you may see us in other you know stores or, or you know places like that. You'll see Detroit Vegan Soul. Um, <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> we're also using this opportunity to to be creative. So um, uh, my business partner, um, Erica, the the chef side of the business, um, will be doing a chef series out of the uh, location that's currently closed. Um, so we haven't been able to activate that yet, but we're going to use it as an opportunity for her to express herself creatively. So there will be some new menu items that people haven't seen um, that come from Detroit Vegan Soul in the next few months. Um, we're also working on um, outdoor dining for our location on Grand River um, so that you know people can can have that experience that I described earlier. So those are a few things over the next uh, three to six months that people um, can expect. Ooh, that sounds really nice. And I'm sure in the comments, we are going to see people excited about that as well. So as we wrap up today's session, walk me through maybe any final wisdom for anyone out there. As people watch this, as people watch your growth, as people watch what you've done in the community, do you have any recommendations for anyone out there who's really running a business, whether it is restaurant-based, food-based, pop-up, any thoughts or anything that you would want to make sure that as people kind of see your journey and how you've created success from what you initially envisioned, is there any recommendations that you would have for them so that they can achieve, you know, similar success that you had? Definitely. Um, one is make sure that your foundation is strong. So by that, I mean, um, you know, all of your processes and systems, um, because no matter what life throws at you, if you have a strong foundation, you will be able to adapt. So in, in the example of a restaurant, you know, make sure your menu is costed out, make sure that, um, you know, that you have a solid uh, business plan, um, that you have, uh, and that part of that plan is, is diversification. So, you know, how are you going to, you should plan to kind of diversify and change your business up every couple of years. Um, and then two is make, you know, a, in, in the business plan, we focus on a lot on um, the financial part, the marketing part. Um, there should also be a component of your business plan that deals with yourself, put you in the business plan. So just like you're creating goals for, um, you know, for uh, revenue, for the next two years. What's your goal for yourself? Is it that you want to be able to take one vacation a year or that you want to be able to do that mani-pedi at least once a month? Um, whatever those goals are for yourself, make sure that those are in the business plan and that you're, you're working toward those as well. Because if you, lose, if you leave yourself out, um, then you'll get burned out and, um, you know, everything will fall apart because 
you're the backbone of your business. Um, and then finally, uh, everyone plays an important role. So we, we didn't talk a lot about uh, staff. Um, you know, we in this pandemic, we went down from um, 30 staff to uh, about uh, six staff right now that's working strong. Uh-huh. For, um, and it really allows you to see um, how important um, those people are. Uh, you know, making sure that they are a part of your process, that you're listening to them, that you're giving them what they need. A lot of the um, technology that we've um, put into the business has been all about, you know, not only making the experience for our customers better, but also making it easier for our staff, making things more efficient for them so that um, there's not as much stress on them. Um, so, you know, everyone plays an important role in, in the business. And so, um, everyone needs a voice. Everyone needs to be heard. And I think that's great, great, great advice. Um, definitely making sure that people have goals for themselves and and they are part of their business. Um, and I'm so glad you touched on the team aspect because for many of us, the reason we are still here, the reason that we've been able to weather a lot of the storms that have come our way in the last year is because of the teams that we have, the people who are there who are showing up, you know, the people that are staying motivated, the individuals that are, you know, seeing the vision that maybe you and your partner have set out and pick up that vision and help you carry it forward. Um, and it's amazing to have, you know, great people around you. And it's so important, I think, even as business owners to make sure that um, your team knows that they're appreciated, even for the things that they do that may not ever show up in a specific job description, <laughs> but they're the things that really make a difference, you know, to your customers, to your vision, um, and then the impact you make in the community. So I'm so glad you you brought that up. So as we wrap up today's session, I want to make sure that everyone can get in touch with you. Follow Detroit Vegan Soul, you know, just even if they're not in the area, if they're watching this, if there's other ways that they can support what you're doing as far as sharing your website, sharing any any information out there. Do you want to give everyone just maybe at least your social handles, your website, and in any other way they should get in touch with you or that they can support you? Definitely. Um, so you can uh, follow Detroit Vegan Soul at on Facebook at Detroit Vegan Soul, um, on Instagram and Twitter at DET Vegan Soul. And um, please visit our website at DetroitVeganSoul.com. And I also want to mention that for those businesses who are uh, in the stage that they're transitioning to a brick and mortar, um, they've been working their business for a while, uh, I am offering um, consulting uh, services to help um, that's one of my personal goals is to help other businesses, um, uh, sort of, you know, thrive. And you can reach me through uh, my Instagram. I'm uh, Kirsten Ustery on Instagram. Um, and you can DM me. You can send me a message. Um, I'm also Kirsten Ustery on Facebook. Um, so you can send me a message at either place and, uh, and we can connect and talk about how to Uh, get your business to the next level. Oh, that is wonderful. I hope everyone who's listening, please, please reach out. Make sure you take advantage of this opportunity because I think it's so important to have a great coach when 
you are making big changes um, in your business. And it's so great to be able to learn it from someone who's been there before, who's learned it, um, and is still very active um, in the work. So I'm so glad you shared your information and I hope people reach out to you. And I also want to just say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today, you know, sharing your vision, sharing what you've done, talk about your past, and also talk about some of the things that you've been doing as you've been kind of pivoting and being flexible during um, everything that's happening in our current environment. So thank you once again. And I can't wait to continue to hear about your success. Um, continue to maybe you and I continue to get to know each other more. And, um, you know, I love obviously reading the headlines as I see them, you know, on the, on the outside looking in. So it's just been great following your success as a, you know, I guess as a, as a fan. Um, but I really appreciate getting a chance to chit chat with you and hopefully we'll also be able to chat again in the future. Yes, I would love that. Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone who has joined us live and enjoyed today's session. We love it, love it, love it when you join us live, but we also love it when you watch these as replays. So we hope today's session was not only a little inspirational for you, but also grounded you, you know, as you're thinking about maybe starting a restaurant, maybe doing pop-ups, you know, as you're making this transition and even as business owners out there, maybe if you're not into the food industry directly, but you are a vegan entrepreneur, you're a plant-based based entrepreneur working out there, that today's session can give you some of those insights, some of those things that are a little bit different when you take it from idea to actually doing it. Um, I really think there's some great nuggets of advice and ideas for everyone out there, especially that idea of joining um, a contest and nudging out some of those other um, businesses out of the way and, you know, performing as well as you did. I really feel like that's just great for anyone out there who's running a business and how important it is to jump on the scene and make a splash um, as you're launching your business. So thank you. Thank you, everyone who's joined us live and we'll see you in our next interview. Bye, everyone.